the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications. On News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. We And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing? Looks like the Iran negotiations are going to be... Put off. Continuing, yes. Continuing. Yeah, you know, it's really been interesting to sort of watch this from afar over the last 10 days. I mean, I think you and I would agree that if uh, a week ago we would have thought that there would be an agreement announced fairly soon. And then it's sort of the expectations game began to began to be lowered, and they were talking more of a general framework, you know, an agreement, rather than uh, uh, a lot of details, just sort of uh, basic bullet points. And now I'm not even sure we're going to get to that. Uh, they blew through the negotiation deadline yesterday. Obviously, that looks like they're going to keep talking for how long and under what kind of situation. That's unclear. But it doesn't seem like we're about to have some big announcement or anything no. like that, which then raises question marks uh, several things. It does seem like from afar that the Iranians have pulled back a little and that they're trying to ask for an awful lot. And is that just a negotiating ploy? Or do they really think that they can hold out and get everything? You know, uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you and I agree that probably a lot of people deep in the back of their mind would think, well, whatever the Iranians agree to, they're not going to live up to that. You know what I mean? There's that feeling on the United States side yes. uh, in a lot of quarters that whatever. It would almost seem like it'd be then logical for them just to cut any deal, if, especially if they're not going to agree, you know, follow through on it. But at this point in time, we don't seem to have anything. And I'll be interested in the days ahead to see where this goes. I, I, I can't imagine that the administration is going to throw their hands up and say, OK, that's it. On the other hand, if you don't have anything now, you do give rise to when Republicans return in April in the Congress for them to move ahead with additional economic sanctions. But even if we expect them not to live up to it, let's let them break uh, expectations on something big and not something small. Yeah. Then you've got more reason slash clout to really lower the hammer on them, you know, down the road. So I, I just happen to think that uh, I don't now what 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 do you think of the significance of the fact that i think they say there was china russia and a couple of other countries said at six o'clock this morning we're out of here yeah well uh it's funny because the latest headline from the ap for example says iran talks continue amid disagreement over today's goals well that tells me all i need to know as a reporter when you can't even be in agreement on what you're supposed to do today in these talks, that doesn't signal to me that we're about to have some big agreement announced. And when you factor in that some of the countries are like, yeah, I've sort of had it, time to get out of here, 
Yeah, that, that doesn't seem to indicate that we're about to announce something big. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. What's your Supreme Court story? Uh, we had another little disruption at the court today. It doesn't happen very often. Every once in a while, we have some people who get uh, who who yell out during a congressional debate and have to get hauled out of the galleries. Well, for the second time this year, there have been some demonstrators who shouted criticism and interrupted the arguments that were going on at the Supreme Court. I think today, I want to say today, there were two patent cases going on. I mean, nothing that would uh, require us to talk about, but there were people who disrupted the proceedings today, five of them who were pulled out, uh, uh, talking about the court's previous rulings on campaign fundraising. I'm sure it's Citizens United. So we don't see that too often, but uh, some demonstrators Hmm. interrupting the high court today. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they would look very kindly on that. Uh, No, and I'm sure that uh, they have a lot of people who are in there who move very quickly if you've oh, ever yeah. been if you've ever been to dc first you should go to the u.s supreme court a they have a very nice historical thing that's down on the ground floor of the building but b if you can get in line and even get into the uh, supreme court arguments for even just a few minutes on the public tour in there it's just really interesting to be in there and to see it in person since obviously we do not get to see it on tv oh yeah i've been in that august chamber yes you would certainly say yes. that and let me tell you the the <laughs> public has a much better view than as i've detailed for the reporters were overstuck on the side behind giant uh, marble pillars and can barely see, uh, but it is it is something good. And and by the way, my tourist tip of the day number two is if you are thinking about coming to D.C., the cherry blossoms haven't even started to bloom, so you still have time to get up there to, up to D.C. and see them this year. I am glad you warned me. I didn't want to get that too early. Yes, well, we had a couple years ago. It was a warm spring, and they were already pretty much peak bloom. Uh, uh, driving in today. There's lots of buses with tourists, and there's nothing to see down by the tidal basin right now. So normally they would be in bloom by April 1st, but About not yet. About April 1st yeah. to the 5th in that area, but they're going to be a little later this year, yeah. With the technology we have today, send me a picture, please. Yes. Well, don't worry. There's live cams and everything. You can just, go on the web instead and see just whatever send me a you want. Photograph. Yep. I you read know, you we, loud we, and clear. We've got a radio show to do. Yeah, I understand. You don't want to do it live from the Jefferson no, Memorial? No, 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 no. We'll just look at a picture. You'd be pretty good. Herman Cain, live from the Jefferson Memorial. I'll tell you, you know, me and Tommy... Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I'm sure the Park Service would love that, yeah. (laughs) I understand that the GOP and the Secret Service are at it again. Yeah, this is interesting. You know, sometimes, Herman, as a reporter, you sort of sit there and you look at statements and you do interviews and you think, okay, what is really going on here? And this was one of those moments last night. First, we got a statement out of Jason Chaffetz, who's the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Republican from Utah. He has been sparring with the Secret Service in recent weeks about them turning over information about this March 4th incident when you had these two senior officials who went to this retirement party, came back, you know, they drove a little erratically around a barrier. They uh, went through an, an active bombs uh, investigation, caused all kinds of trouble. The Secret Service has not exactly been, shall we say, helpful in turning over information to Congress about this. So the committee wanted to speak to a couple of agents. At first, they wanted to bring him in for testimony, and the Secret Service objected. And you can understand why. They don't want these regular people in there under the glare of the TV cameras. Yeah. So the, the, the committee member said, okay, how about we bring him in and talk to them behind closed doors? Still on the record, but behind closed doors. Well, the Chaffetz, the Republicans, they said last night that the Department of Homeland Security wouldn't even agree to that. So they issued subpoenas for the testimony of these two agents. Then we get uh, what pops into my email inbox next is a statement from the Secretary of Homeland Security who says, no, 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 that's not true. We offered these people for private sit-downs, and the Republicans refused, and they didn't want it. Well, somebody's not 
telling the truth. You know, somebody's not on the up and up about what's going on here, or else they're having a major. Uh, uh, they're they're not listening to each other. But I think it's safe to say that the bottom line is we have seen the Secret Service has dragged its feet big time in turning over information. I mean, remember at the last hearing, the Secret Service director wouldn't even make a copy of the uh, video surveillance from that night to give to the Congress, saying that it shouldn't be. They should not have it in their possession. They could come look at it, but they can't hang on to it. So uh, I, I I just wonder if this is a broader uh, example of a larger fight in uh, between Republicans and this administration when it comes to investigating almost anything. Probably. Yeah. I think it, I think it just follows the template. Now, Harry Reid was interviewed by CNN. Yep. My uh, colleague Dana Bash yes. across the hall went out there. And uh, here's yes. my question: You were there in 2012 when he made that statement about. Uh, Mitt Romney not paying his taxes. Now, what was the reaction of you and some of the other reporters when he was making that statement that accusing Romney not paying his taxes? They wanted to know where he got that information from. And he said a source he couldn't reveal. Yes, that's what he said. Now, of course, you can say that kind of stuff on the floor of the House or Senate and, in a sense, get away with it. Uh, because you're protected uh, a little more by the speech and debate clause of the Constitution, or so some would say. Um, You know, look, uh, uh, charges, whether they have uh, base in fact or not, uh, political ones are made on the floors of the House and Senate often. Uh, It was one of those moments, though, and a lot of people here did uh, ask the question, where did you get that information? And we certainly never got an answer, and we still haven't gotten a real significant answer on that as well. And... And he's just going to leave it like that. Well, I think he is. I, I would highly doubt that we'll ever even find out the true story about that. I mean, did he make it up out of whole cloth? He doesn't seem to indicate that. He says he got it from someone, but won't say who it was. That's despicable. And Dan says, well, Romney didn't win, did he? I mean, that see, this whole thing about the American people having some trust in its elected leaders, stuff like that does not help. You know, as I always say, if... Um, if you really want to turn back uh, the pull back the curtain on politics, it can be a pretty ugly kind of business. And uh, if uh, you're not ready, if you're not ready to be punched below the belt, you know uh, all I can say is that's it's going to happen. And I'm not saying that that's the way to uh, that it should be happen, but that's the way it does. Oh, I, I I understand that. I understand that. Now, Rand Paul has announced that he's going to announce. Uh, Marco Rubio has announced that he's going to announce. Nobody else has announced that they're going to announce yet, so we still are playing uh, tiddlywinks with who's going to be actually running. We had uh, something funny a little while ago, and it's uh, April Fool's Day, so as a reporter, you've got to be very careful on this kind of day, especially with social media and everything. Scott Walker put out a tweet at 10 a.m. Eastern that said, Big announcement coming up at 10 a.m. Central Time. Sign up to hear the news first here, and it links to his website. Yeah. So I'm waiting and waiting. And his tweet comes out an hour later that says, America needs big, bold leadership, and that's why I'm supporting the Wisconsin Badgers for the NCAA men's <laughs> basketball team. So he was having a little fun today. And, of course, we're all running around here thinking, oh, is there going to be real news today? Is there something going on? You know, and I have to say that uh, I've seen a couple of tweets about real news, and I'm hesitant to jump on them today yeah. just in case that, it is, you know, not the real thing. We, we have, There's a newspaper up here on Capitol Hill called Roll Call. It has changed hands yes. over the years. But I think it was 1993, if I remember correctly, 
they back then they used to only produce roll call on I think it was Tuesdays and Fridays and April Fool's Day actually landed on one of those days and so the whole front page of roll call that year was these outlandish stories that then you know you would read about four or five inches of it and then it would say continued on page and the jump that that you went to the paper itself was say only 30 pages long yeah but it said you know go to page 46 well there was no page 46 <laughs> and it was stuff like um uh, i think it was i think one of them was hillary clinton back then she was first lady was going to get an office on capitol hill and displace some senior member of congress they were going to build a nine-hole golf course out on the west front of the capitol you know all kinds of crazy stuff but They did it a few years and then stopped doing it after that because uh, at first they got a lot of negative response from people. But then when they got the joke, then it became more of a laugh. Unbelievable. How are you handicapping the Final Four? You know, uh, I I did... For those of you who don't know, Jamie's a big sports fan. I did pick Wisconsin to win it all. So really? I'll, I'll stick with that. Yeah, I just figured I, uh, it's sort of like horse racing when there's an overwhelming favorite like uh, the uh, you know Kentucky. You pick somebody else and, and stick with it. So we'll see what happens there. I guess it won't surprise me if the final is Kentucky and Duke. I got you. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. You're going to be taking some time off. I am, Herman. A little Easter break. So you have a good Easter, and we'll talk to you after that. What about me? I don't get an Easter break. Well, maybe you'll talk to talk to the talk boss. To? Yes, exactly. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. See we'll you, talk Herman. to you. See you, man. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. I must not be talking to the right people. Oh, I'm not using the leverage that I... No, I don't have any leverage. 